Okay, Rob, are you ready to record? Hi, Dan. What? Uh, why are you talking like that? <laughs> I'm ready to record. Bien. Good. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. Let, um, have you been- let us, uh, vom- Oh, Have you been taking Spanish lessons from Javier Bardem? In a manner of speaking, you could say that. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe let's just maybe let's just start the the show. You want to just start it? You want to just go? Cheers. <laughs> uh, and and of course, I know how to do that because I'm Dan. I'm not the ghost of Javier Bardem who died in a sex accident and one of my sexy acolytes killed Dan and put him in a haunted tomb so that the spirit of Javier Bardem could embody his Oof. corporeal and corpulent form. Sweaty. Ja, but- ja, ja, ja. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, yes, we should definitely start the show. Okay. This week on King Me... Misery arrives. This is Castle Rock Season 2. King me! King me! Welcome. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Shake it out. Shake it Sorry. out. Sorry. Uh, my uh, my meds were running low. I had to re-up. Oh, boy. Welcome to King Me, the <laughs> official Stephen King movie podcast, the official podcast of Kinging Me, mm. the official podcast of, hey, just because you, uh, just because the character is in the show, don't make it a Stephen King thing <laughs> so much. Yeah, you can name characters whatever you want it doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah how about how about this the official podcast of declaring bad robot the understatement of the century <laughs> i i i always i keep forgetting that this is a bad ro- robot joint man Ugh. when i saw that at the end of the first episode i just like i just my heart sank what what else? I mean, Bad Robot, right? They did Lost. What else? Mm-hmm. Did they do um, everything that JJ does? I guess. Yeah, I think so. It's his company, right? Is it not? So, yeah, Ameri- yeah no, it's it's JJ. Yeah, it's his. I just don't. I mean, I don't know, man. Um, what do they got? Alias, Fringe. Fucking Alias is what um, Javier Bardem calls the second movie in the Alien franchise. <laughs> Alias. <laughs> Alias. Oh, uh, Bad Robot did eleven twenty two sixty three. We like that. Well, did we like <laughs> it? Like it? I don't think we liked it. No, I think we it, did like it. I don't think we liked it. Well, that's not my memory is liking it. Uh, well, we could go back and listen to the episode, but we know we're not going to do that. So. Moving on. Maybe we maybe we should. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's due for a critical reappraisal. Right? <laughs> a, a reclamation. 
Like how everyone thinks M. Night Shyamalan is the bee's knees now. Oh, my God. And by everyone, I simply mean the blank check guys. Yeah, but well. I think they speak for a lot of people. No, I agree. I think I think M. Night's got a huge fan base. Um, Are you? It sounds like you're not among them. Based I'm on not. That. I don't I mean, like, I've seen, I've seen a fair amount of them. They're fine. You know what I think mm-hmm. it is? I think most of his movies are like uh, kind of B movies, right? And they are held up to a higher, like uh, on a higher pedestal mm-hmm. than other B mm-hmm. movies. Like they have a, maybe a more money, bigger production or whatever. But like I, it sure does feel like any one of these movies <laughs> could have just been like just as easily been uh, much cheaper and possibly released straight to video. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, although I won't hear the happening disparaged on this program. Uh, you big happening guy? Yeah. Hey, watch out for that lawnmower. Hey, huh. hey. Wait, so, <laughs> it's the trees. They're trying to kill us. <laughs> Stupid. That, that's well, like a perfect example of like... <laughs> that. That is like the same kind of shit as like one of those sci-fi movies from the 50s. With like a giant ant. Yes, it's like a giant mm-hmm. ant movie. I I think that's fair. I haven't seen a an M Night. You know what M Night I actually loved was, was is it called The Visit? Kid goes to visit his grandparents. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Is that good? That is fucking great, actually. Hmm. Um, the I I know I don't I re- know if I. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, I think I know what the the twist is, the M Night twist mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, go see, ahead. I did not know. I did not know the twist, and I don't know if it's just me getting dull in my old age mm. or what. But I was just absolutely <laughs> you were giddy and hollering. Yeah. I was <laughs> just like I was loving clapping, it. like yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also like to note. Uh-huh. For video video viewers, that this is the official podcast of having a big shiner on your eye, or what appears to be a shiner. Yeah, that's right. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, you know, I mean, podcasting is a lot like a marriage, and sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> podcasting is a lot like a staircase in that sometimes you... Fall down the stairs. Right. And then they make a documentary, and it's like, did did the husband do it? Did the owl do it? What do we know about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the husband and who's the owl here? <laughs> um, I guess I would be the husband. Uh, your lovely wife, uh, Paige, would probably be the owl. We're, mm-hmm. we're just unsure of where... <laughs> where this this injury came from. It's hard to know because so many people have a, the motive, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. This this sounds like a case for Benoit Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that... Are you doing, like, glass onion talk? Is that what's going on here? Well, well no. The the owl and the stair, the staircase thing. You didn't yeah, see that? that? Uh, uh, they made, a like, a narrative show about it, but it's also... It's based on, like, a true story where this woman... A guy calls up nine one one. This woman, this, and again, that's Rob's this tone. Female, <laughs> that's fucking worse. <laughs> no, uh, 
This guy calls up 911 saying that his uh, wife is bleeding everywhere and yada yada. Uh, basically, that she... That time of the month. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, it's definitely not that kind of show. No. Uh, no, and then, you know, the, the husband got accused of, like, pushing her down the stairs and, like, attacking her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're... There's like brought into there. Uh, he's like, I, he, he just maintains like across the board. He did not do it. Uh, there was also a possibility of an actual owl, uh, like getting in and like attacking her and causing her to fall down the stairs. Uh huh. I mean, you know, it's a classic, you know, husband or the owl. That's going to be, sure. a, it's going to be a, a saying, uh, you know, in the coming years, I think. Uh, picturing the the dim-witted sheriff's deputy going, Duh, boss, I don't know how to cuff this guy. <laughs> this guy keeps eating mice on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And this is a show? This is a movie? It's, a, called it's the, an the HBO uh, thing. Like a docuseries. They're, t- they're making too many of them. I, this one you did can't, not have the cultural splash. Uh, no, it did. Maybe it just didn't. It did? Yeah. yeah when yeah. did this come out? Uh, the 80s? No, within the last five years. You're kidding. No, I swear. It's called The Staircase. Oh, my. The Staircase? Mm, you're making this up. This is like. Um, I wish I was making all this up. <laughs> just this leading is, you down this path. <laughs> this is as real as the... Uh, what what was it called? The Coroner's Apprentice, <laughs> the lost yeah. Stephen King movie. That's right, our favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna that's that's a good one. <laughs> the, it's pretty the good. Coroner's Apprentice. Uh, cla- it's classic um, Stephen Weber. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, so okay, so in two thousand one, this that's when the case, the thing happened, the the incident. Uh, yes. They made a docu series about it in 2004, and then in 2022, that's when they made like this sort of like true crime narrative story. Michael Peterson yeah. is the husband, and the, I don't think the owl has a name. <laughs> owl, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jolson. You know, <laughs> I think that owl though I like is Pusha. I like to push your wife down the fucking staircase. <laughs> and uh, a rodent. That owl is one of the owls of Gahul, though. So. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. So, so it's kind of like a like, royalty thing, you know. This is like Maybe an that Ezra Miller situation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big problem, and what are you gonna do? You got to release the movie, right? <laughs> uh, did you catch that? Who trailer? guards the guardians? Right. Oh, yeah. Right? Did Where's you catch the, the, the Flash trailer? <laughs> With um, two Ezra Millers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Maybe that's a problem that solves itself. Right. Maybe that's they, the only way. They cancel each other out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, um, it's a little bit like when uh, at Disneyland they had a rodent problem, so they brought in a bunch of feral cats yep. to eat the rodents. <laughs> I mean, isn't that always the way, right? And then... Now you got a feral cat problem. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, all right. We're not talking about owls or Ezra Miller here. Owls would be a good solution to the cat problem, though. It would be. You're right. It would be good. But then, and then they could then flying they could just around fly snatching out. people's dole whips out of their hands. 
Oh, oh no! Love oh nice no! My two hundred dollar lightsaber. <laughs> There's owls with lightsabers flying around Disney. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is what we've always. Uh, this is what we've always. The feared. one. Th- the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Disney, right? Uh, obviously, Mickey Mouse is like the the mascot for Disney. A fucking mm-hmm. mouse. What's a, who's a mouse is like, you know, arch enemy cats. And number two, owls. Owls, absolutely. So owls, arguably more lethal, although harder to come by. Oh, absolutely. They just they fly down. Owl, they snatch it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh man, this is the owl episode, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're we're taking a, a trip away from Orlando, Florida, and Disney World, mm-hmm. and we're going we're making making two our stops, <laughs> two stops, two stops this week. That's right. And we're going to Castle See, Rock, and now let me just let me take a second. Let me get ahead, okay, of the criticism because I know it's coming. Oh, okay, I I know everyone wants to take a bite out of the boys. <laughs> They're going to be saying, where's the part one at the end of the name of this episode? I want you to talk about the second season of a show nobody watched for a month. I want it to take a month for you guys to move on. Right. Where's part two? Where's part two? Not going to be a part two. Mm -hmm. That's right. I mean, we put a stop to all that. Yes, we are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you want more, I don't know. Go listen to what's the, what's one of the other ones called? Oh, like King um, Cast or some bullshit. Like this, like the Stephen Prince's the little <laughs> Prince little Me King, Boys of King. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of show where no one leaves a review saying I turned it off immediately because they disrespected the author. <laughs> I I yeah. It's it is funny. I do find most of the other Stephen King podcasts unlistenable. <laughs> I have never tried to listen to one. That's smart of to you. To my credit, <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just not something I'm into. It's just there. What's what's in it for me? Where am I? I don't hear my voice. Uh, so. Castle Rock. Castle Rock season two. It's been a minute since we've checked in with this fucking show. <laughs> this terrible, terrible TV show. This bad TV show, this stupid town. And it's neighboring <laughs> town, I guess. Yeah. Of yeah. Jerusalem's lot. God damn oh, it. Boy. And hey, this time they actually I okay. So season one, famously, had nothing to do with with Stephen King, apart from the prison, right? Where the the uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Bill Skarsgård. Where where Bill Skarsgård's character was kept. It happened to be named <laughs> Shawshank Prison. Right. It could have been any prison anywhere in the world. It <laughs> happened to be Shawshank. Right. And then you, they. What's his name? The the old guy. Uh, uh, he was Sheriff Pangborn, who is like a, a running right. character. I yeah, forgot about that. Sissy Spacek, who the character was not a, a king character, but you know she was in Carrie, 
So mm-hmm. there's like a loose association there. And here's okay. So you can like ass- you can like in your head be like, "Oh wow, here's an untold adventure of Sheriff Pangborn," sure. right? You'd be like, "Maybe this is something he got up to." Yeah. Right? Which ultimately led to his death. Yes. But that's not what happened. Um, what happened. <laughs> but you can. They're minor enough characters that you don't feel, you don't quite feel the like, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, this isn't my Sheriff Pangborn. It's, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's Stick. <laughs> it, right. In it's fact, more of a Stick from Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, season two. Ah, uh, here we go. We've already mentioned Jerusalem's Lot, famously a f- town full of vampires. Vampires, yeah. vampires. It's lousy with vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned also. We did not mention actually that the arguably main character of the whole series mm. is Annie Wilkes from Misery. And guess yeah. what, dear listener? This season is a prequel to the movie Misery. So. <sighs> We are to believe oh that Annie Wilkes <laughs> of misery of misery, uh, Kathy Bates, that character, <laughs> go on that character. Yeah. Went, first of all, okay. She went on a, cr- <laughs> she traveled around for 15 years right. with her half sister who she raised as her daughter. Right. She ends up in Castle Rock Stumbles on to a satanic plot um, to bring about the the rise of the Antichrist, let's say, or Bill Skarsgård. It's unclear. Right. And in the course of doing this, her younger half-sister gets possessed. Uh-huh. Right? Maybe. Maybe. And then they, they skip town. And while her sister is recovering, she happens upon the novels of who? Yeah, what's that? Who else? Who's that? Wasn't Paul? It, Paul, Paul Schrader. Uh, yeah, I, I always want to call him Paul Schrader. <laughs> it's, it's not Paul Schrader. What is it actually? Yeah, it's uh, Paul uh, Sheldon. Paul, Paul Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah. So she happens upon the novels of Paul Sheldon. In the month where her sister's recovering. Then she kills her sister. Yeah. And then decides that she's devoted to Paul Paul Schrader. I'm sticking with that. <laughs> right. Um, yes. I, I mean, you know, the, some other things happen in between. But you basically summed up the whole season up until the very last scene of the last episode. Which... Uh, features Annie Wilkes at a book reading uh, of Paul Sheldon's new book, the new misery mm. book or something. Mm. Uh, so Dan, you're saying you did not like the uh, misery prequel. I cannot tell you how angry I was. <laughs> the- it's so bad, Dan, but here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I think okay. this season is better than the first season. Um, almost on every level, um, mm-hmm. as far as like, <laughs> I mean, uh, like the Stephen King 
of it all. Uh, I, I think they probably, they probably should have went with a different character besides Annie Wilkes, but okay. Um, and then like they incorporate like the Mars, like there's a whole, like the Stephen King bit, right? Yeah. Um, that was better than season one. Um, things, I think more happens in this season than like in the first, like two episodes of this season than all of the first season. Totally. Yeah. I, I, so off the bat, I'll say I agree that it's better than the first season. It clears that very low bar. Yes. And it, so as stupid as making this about Andy Wilkes is, and it is stupid. It is stupid. All of the stuff happening around that I'm Uh like almost fine with. Yeah. It's like all again, of the like the, the witch stuff, like the cults, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that all feels of a piece, right? Sure. And like you can believe that Salem's Lot, given its history, right. you know, uh-huh. like the the implication of the novel is that the the town or the house and the town, I guess, are basically just like a beacon for evil. Like it doesn't right. have to be vampires. It just it could be any sort what, of evil, right? Right. Sure. Four hundred so year old wanna, French settlers. Exactly. The most evil thing I can think of, <laughs> right? Are a bunch of uh, horny French people. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think if you want to believe that the vampire scourge died out in the like fifty years since the novel takes place, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Like, Whatever. Now we're on to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. French settler business. Right. But the the Annie Wilkes stuff is just like. The Annie Wilkes stuff is really bad. So unforgivable. It's like, uh, we talked about this a lot with the first season, how it just felt like they had a script that they grafted the Mm. town of Castle Rock onto. Yeah. This feels a little bit less like that, but But it still feels a lot like that. (laughs) Right. Like why is pop a, why is, why is pop take, why does he feel survivor's remorse for serving in Somalia? Like, well, I it's, I mean, he feels, he feels bad about, you know, obviously killing there. What? A, yeah, you yeah. Know. But poor choice of words. But I guess more what I mean is like, why are we doing this with pop now? Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Why? Like, uh, uh, see, like, I don't know. When even before season one, when they were like, we're gonna do a show called Castle Rock, and it's gonna be like in the Stephen King universe. We may have, we probably talked about this when we did season one, but like. When I initially, you know, saw the previews or whatever, I thought it was just going to be a show, um, you know, that takes place in Castle Rock. You might get some like ancillary King characters, um, but it'll be like sort of a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe fucking Pennywise shows up for a meeting with Cujo or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like finally, finally, yeah. finally they square off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoever wins, we lose. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So this season, uh, like if, if it had just been like, 
oh, we set it in Jerusalem's lot. The Marsden house is in there. Um, it is a beacon of evil. They probably could have hit that note a little bit harder. Um, but we don't have to have any Wilkes as our main character. Like we could have somebody else who's like, you just change the name. You don't have, it, it could be like essentially the same, you know, performance from uh, Lizzie Kaplan. It, it just, well, that's the what name. I mean. It's like, I, it does feel like they, that's kind of what I mean. Like it feels like they had a separate script and then they added in yeah. all like the cock duty, like all the shit she's, all the Annie Wilkes stuff. Yep. Dirty birds, all that talk. That, like that good old guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, yeah. I there's no other way to say it except that it's like completely unnecessary and like what? It, it it's also like, I mean, fucking Kathy Bates. Didn't she win an Oscar for Misery? Yes. Right. So to have someone doing like basically, it's an impression like, of. That All due respect to Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. It's like if you went to a Stephen King theme theme park, this is what the costume character would do. <laughs> totally. Um, which I know we, we've continually joked about how it's smoke show Annie Wilkes. Um, <laughs> but uh, it <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, you know, she is doing an impression of Kathy Bates. Right. Which is, uh, you know, fine. Whatever. Um, and I was like, it, I mean, she was, it just feels obviously I think Lizzie Kaplan is miscast. If they had uh, one of the big, uh, defining characteristics of Annie Wilkes is that she's like wayfish and beautiful, right? <laughs> right. She couldn't possibly lift a, a man's <laughs> body and throw it down the stairs or anything. No, like that. She's like, you know, uh, like a, a broad, you know, she's, mm. she's burly kind of, you know, she has to be like on the bigger side. Yes. And I mean, yeah, Lizzie Kaplan does not suit that at all. Um, and then uh, like the whole, uh, she's like a schizophrenic, uh, in this show. Yeah. Which in, uh, in the movie, uh, she's definitely not a schizophrenic who sees like hallucinations, much more of like mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, bipolar uh, kind of thing. But, right. Yeah. Which weirdly someone says in the show. Yeah. Somebody says Which, she has bipolar. Yeah. She's bipolar, but like, and, and that person was like a nurse. Yeah. And you, sir, you don't, that's not what that is. I know that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. The writers have to know that. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently, apparently not. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Uh, So, uh, I don't want. I don't want to do that. I know you don't want to do it. Uh, it's not even. I mean, it's like it's such broad strokes too. Like, like you're saying, okay, Annie Wilkes, like the whole like uh, her sister and stuff. Like, so she is driving across country with this young girl who, um. For the entire, uh, you know, show up until like what episode eight, like seven or eight? I've, uh, yeah, I thought it was a little earlier, but it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> it I think it's matter. It might be six or seven, but um, we think that that young girl is Annie Wilkes's daughter, Joy. Joy. That's how and she says it. She goes, Joy, Joy, Joy. Uh, 
and what we come to find out is Annie when Annie Wilkes was younger, she was mm-hmm. dyslexic. And mm, which as her- we all know, if left untreated <laughs> turns into <laughs> bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Yeah. Uh so, and because she was dyslexic, they brought in a reading tutor for her. First it was her father, but he wasn't doing a good enough job. Uh, they so had to they get br- Rita K. Green. Right. They had to get Rita K. Green. Um, is she a char- Is she a King character? I was trying to check. I couldn't find anything. I don't think she is. All right. That makes sense then. Um, so uh, they bring in the tutor and uh, she becomes friends with the tutor and they have like a close relationship and it goes on for a little while, like uh, like a year, maybe a little bit more. And this whole time, uh, Annie's parents are like their their relationship is basically done. Like, um, you know, her her dad is like uh, he's a writer, so he's like you know uh, th- they portray him as you know just like a guy who wants to have fun, where like the mom is always working, mm-hmm. which like I don't know. Uh, also to to it, it feels strange that like Annie Wilkes is a product of these two people uh, because like neither one of them is like incredibly overbearing or like uh, even with like the language stuff, which like yeah. seems to be like an Annie Wilkes like trademark. You would think that one of her parents was like her mom doesn't like cursing in the house, but uh, like nothing ever Right. Well, that's you know, she's the not thing. tortured like, or anything be, or thrown in the basement because she curses. You know, it seems like there's maybe a draft where the two parents are like more diametrically opposite, you know, and sure. like they're those trait. All those traits are like dialed up more because like even the dad in that introductory scene starts out like a bit more of a crank where he's yeah. like, we're taking her out of school. We're right. schooling her. Right. And like that fades away really quickly and then he just becomes like a like an attractive older man who bags <laughs> Rita K Green. <laughs> right. Right. Um he, b- by the way, yeah. Rita K Green uh-huh. is a uh King alum. Oh, is she? Sarah Gadon or Gadon, I don't know how you say it. She played Sadie Dunhill in in 112263. Yeah. I knew it. I yeah. knew she looked familiar. I thought I could have sworn that 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 uh, the woman in that uh, in eleven twenty two or whatever was somebody else. But all right, well, good. I'm glad. Oh, that. And bu- <laughs> glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I mm-hmm. I'd be remiss if I didn't call this out. I don't believe she's a King alum, but she's uh-huh. a Deadwood alum. Okay. The uh, <laughs> I got us. I love that. Show. <laughs> Um, the woman who plays her mom is Robin Weigart, who is, uh, what's her name? Freaking Calamity Jane or whatever. Oh, um, all right. I still haven't watched it. Have Deadwood. you still not seen? Oh, I have not God seen. damn it. I know. I'll, I'll get it. After I watch The Sopranos, maybe I'll watch Deadwood. You've um, seen The Sopranos. I haven't seen it all the way through. And I'm, I'm doing a rewatch really? right now. I'm deep. Yeah. I, I've seen up until like maybe the beginning of season six. And then for some reason, like I stopped watching. Um, That's wild. But I'll say this. Deadwood is better than the Sopranos. Holy shit. Unequivocally. All right. Well, how much marinara sauce is in Deadwood? I don't know. 
no marinara sauce, but if you want to see Ian McShane pass a kidney stone, oh, like a bladder bladder stone. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, so, uh, well, so uh, right, uh, the the dad, Annie's dad, ends up getting Rita knocked up, and <laughs> um, you know Annie doesn't know this specifically. Then her parents split up, and then blah 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 what so on and so on she eventually finds out that you know the baby is her father's and you know rita's and they had like an affair and all this stuff and any young annie wilkes is very black and white about things you're either a good person or a bad person yeah and she wants like she wants bad people punished right like she's she does books and stuff and right yeah um, she wants Pinocchio to suffer. Like, yeah. should, good. Pinocchio should suffer. Right. He's a bad boy. He's a bad, he's a bad wooden yeah. boy. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, her, and then her dad writes a book and then dedicates it to Rita and not Annie. And she gets upset. They have a confrontation about it and she pushes him. Um, and he stumbles down the stairs. Dan, I got to tell you, when this happened, I was laughing and laughing. Yeah. Oh, my God. As if it's not funny enough that he falls onto the big exposed wooden beam. Well, he jagged. He he breaks the railing somehow. And then he is impaled on a like a a post that is snapped. And by the way, that's as close as we're coming to any Wampir shit on this. Whole oh, show. yeah. Yeah. They drove a stake. You don't see that a lot when somebody drives a stake through the back. You know, yeah. everybody's always yeah. going from the front. You could still, it seems easier, right? Uh, Catch them unawares. Right. Um, but yeah. So then the real hilarity ensues when <laughs> Annie tries from like five different angles to pull him up off of the, <laughs> off of the post. And she'll yeah. just be like, huh, huh, okay. And she'll go to lift him. And he just goes like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but the whole time he's like, it's okay. It's, it's okay. all right. It's all right. It's not your it's fault. Right. It's okay. It's yeah, right. yeah. And he's got, oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. This, this piece of wood is sticking out of him. Like it, it's probably a foot out of the front of him. So yeah. he's just like, he's not going anywhere. Um, I would say he's run through. He's, he's absolutely run through. He is the, uh, if you've ever seen that poster for the movie Cannibal Holocaust, mm. it's, it was like, it's just vibes. like that. <laughs> yeah. Same vibes. Uh, and then, so, so Annie accidentally kills her dad. Clearly yeah. that is an accident. Um, and then Rita comes out and she's like, what happened? And Annie grabs a pair of scissors and starts chasing her and stabs her in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she thinks she kills her, but turns out she did not kill her. No. And the way they show it is so fucking it, goofy. It, I, like, that was another so, laugh moment for yeah. me. <laughs> so, she stabs Rita, and we see Rita like go to the ground, scissors in her stomach. And then we cut back to her, and as though she's like been as though she slept in the goo box all night. And we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> As though she slept in the goo box, she's just like, <gasps> like it was like truly, truly like Pulp Fiction stabbed yes. me with the adrenaline needle. <laughs> it was exactly like that. It was so fucking crazy. As though she's like, oh my god, I'm finally better. Right. Uh, yeah. So 
so uh, Annie grabs, uh, takes the baby, right? And she's going to, uh, she's going to drown the baby and then she's going to, uh, I think, drown herself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the plan. And then the baby starts laughing and, and, you know, she can't do it. So she goes on the run. And then she spends the next <laughs> 15 years I, on I the run. Love, I love that the baby starts laughing. She's just like, oh, damn, all right. You're actually kind of funny. You're funny as fuck. Yeah, you're, you're funny as fuck. <laughs> I can't stay mad at you. Yeah. Ah, get over here. So so I'm yeah. dying to know. Okay. Dying to know. Yeah. Because Annie is presumably what? Like 17, 18 when all of this happens? Yeah, I mean, I think she's probably... Because they keep talking about her taking the GED. Yeah. And it seems like she is like older when uh you know she like she went on too long with her dad trying to teach her how to read and that's not working out and it seems like maybe she's like 19 or so that's what yeah. i thought okay um okay so she could i was gonna say because like how'd she get a car well yeah i mean all them license plates you know yeah it's she, none of my business i suppose <laughs> it's none of my but so, yeah, so okay. I also yeah, I won't credit where it's due. I think it's funny that Annie had to read her dad's smutty historical fiction novel for ten years. <laughs> That's the only book that she read for, for 10, years, ten years every day. Every <laughs> day, yes. Jesus. The Ravening Angel. No wonder uh, she thinks uh, the misery books are like you know best things since sliced bread. Yeah. Um, so they drive for 15 years <laughs> across the country, back and forth. She yep. uh, Annie somehow fakes being a nurse. Well, to- yeah, I don't know if she actually ever becomes some sort of a nurse. I, I don't know. Are we to understand that she is able to fake being a nurse from having watched her mom or like having... Had her mom do dental hygienics to oh her. Oh my god, so that that was so upsetting. That was the most upsetting thing that maybe in the whole season for me. <laughs> when she flossed too hard. Well, when when they're just standing in the bathroom and her mom is giving her like a full like the cleaning, full yeah. dentist She's got like cleaning the, the, the scraping thing, ah, no, which no, I no. dare not speak of. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I I. I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe it's probably unclear. Maybe they say it in like one line of dialogue. But so she she basically travels around the country getting jobs as a nurse, like a temporary nurse. Um, and then she's also able to uh, score her antipsychotic medicine. Which the the cocktail for which she figured out. Through trial and error what? over the course of 15 what? years. Okay. Yeah. Must have been a r- real rough stretch at the beginning there. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take for you to perfect that cocktail of pills? I do like that um, she and Joy. Joy! I like that she and Joy have their like emergency, like shit hits the fan plan mm-hmm. where it's like, if I get loopy. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. here's yeah. some like rope that you use to tie a boat to a dock. <laughs> right. 
You have to tie me up and force feed me the pills. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So they end up in Castle Rock. Uh, they rent this like small sort of shack, um, uh, which is run by Ace Merrill. Hey, mm-hmm. Ace. Him again. That old so-and-so? Yeah. That Rob, I got to say, we didn't intend it, but the synergy continues. I know. I know. And I, it was, it took me like three episodes to realize that that was like Ace Merrill, like mm-hmm. from the other stories. That, yeah. The Ace Merrill. Yeah. Like they kept calling him Ace and I just did not make the connection at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so Ace runs this, uh, uh, these like, how would you describe these houses? I mean, they're like, they're, they're shacks. Like- uh, yeah, they're like like almost like barracks or something. Yeah, I yeah I. They're like one bedroom apartments, two bedroom like apartments, but little houses. But like uh, standalones, yeah, yeah, bungalows, yeah, yeah. Bungalows. bungalows. There it is. <gasps> they're bungalow. Oh, they're bungalows. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, so Annie Wilkes rents a bungalow from Ace Merrill. Oh, so bad. that's how that's my impression of of, fans, of the writers, diehard oh. uh, diehard fans <laughs> talking about this shit. So but yeah, also the writers. Yeah, I, those these bozos. All right, so those Ace Merrill. Uh, so Ace is this is it's so convoluted, but so Ace has a brother named Chris, and their father is Pops. Now we mm-hmm. find out later that Pops is actually their uncle. And, uh, you know, her uh, Pops' sister couldn't take care of these kids, so he took them in. Mm. Also, Pops adopted two kids, a boy and a girl, from Somalia when there were refugees coming over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are four, four grown-up siblings that Pop is, calls his kids that are none of them are his kids. Rob, do you want to know what this reminded me of? What's that? The movie Four Brothers, which <laughs> is yeah, yeah. markedly better. Uh, yeah, it this is. This whole thing here. <laughs> Wait, the it's best basi- part? They basically did Four Brothers. <laughs> they did a Four Brothers. They were like, what if Stephen King had had the Four Brothers? <laughs> what if the Four Brothers went to Castle Rock? The, at the very end of Four Brothers, when... <sighs> On the Who, ice. Is it? Yeah. It, who's the bad guy? Is it Chiwetel Ejiofor? I don't remember. All right. Well, it's it's the bad guy and like his crew. They're out mm-hmm. in like the middle of this like frozen lake. Nobody and he's wearing around. A really cool coat. Oh yeah, the coat is awesome. I don't uh, remember who's in the coat, but <laughs> yeah, I just remember that coat. It's I dope. remember that coat. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and Mark Wahl- they see Mark Wahlberg, like he's maybe 50 feet away and walking towards him. He had to have been walking out there for an hour. Hold on. <laughs> hey, 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 wait a minute. Hey. <laughs> and weirdly, okay, so one moment in Castle Rock. This okay. is probably my shining moment. Oh. This is a oh. bit of a spoiler. It's spoily. Um. Instead of Danny, though, it's Annie. Okay, so I think my shiny moment is mm-hmm. when 
Joy is like in the car at the construction site with what's his name? Okay. The doctor's brother. Abdi. Abdi. Uh-huh. Um, and Annie like comes up to the car. Like you see her walking toward the, she like sort of emerges. Oh yeah. Yeah. That actually I found unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's immediately undercut (laughs) until I realized what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, well that's the thing. So, uh, Ace, Ace is a real piece of shit. And, um, he, Ace doesn't like his Somalian uh, step siblings. So Ace throws a Molotov cocktail or two through their house window, mm-hmm. right? Setting the house on fire. Fuck. All right. Um, and then, and uh, Joy, uh, just from like being in the neighborhood and like that's where Ace lives, she like saw in his window. She was like making Molotov cocktails in front of the window, but whatever. Uh, and she saw this. So Ace knows that she knows blah, blah, blah. So he goes over to their house and confronts Annie and says like, you know, your little girl, she's sticking her nose where it doesn't belong. That kind of thing. Putting pressure on him. And Annie grabs a metal ice cream scoop and just jams it down his throat. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. She gives it like, three palm strikes to get it in there. (laughs) Yeah. She gets him on the ground and then really Really tamps it Like she's making espresso. She's tamping it. Uh, And the gurgling sound that Ace makes is so upsetting. Yeah. To the point where I was like, you know what? Maybe if nothing else, the rest of the show will be like this. Right. And then, because, you know, like... Annie Wilkes canonically is a serial killer. She's not, yes. she's not, it, um, whatever the, she's not a, dis, a confused dyslexic. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. No, that's like a hundred percent where I thought this show was going in the beginning was like, yeah, you know, she accidentally kills ace. Like, you know, he, right. And whatever, like, but it's, like, it's already clear that like killing ace, you don't do that. Right. Right. But instead, they're they're like actually, um, yeah. he's not even that dead. Right. <laughs> so she goes to dispose of the body at this new uh, this construction site, and yeah. Uh, so the the conflict, real quick, the conflict yeah. with Ace and his um, adopted brother is that his brother is opening like basically like a like a mall or like a community shopping center, yeah, like a Somali, something like that. Like community center, right? There's like a big Somalian community in this town. Yes. Yeah. Um, And the issue is that Ace um, takes rent from the Somali vendors at their current, right? Like whatever, you know. It's like a big sort of like flea market, open air market looking. Yeah, it's but it's like a mafia shakedown or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're collecting rent, but it's bullshit. Yes. Um, right. So that's the conflict there. Right. So she happens to just so happens to take him to this construction site to dump his body. And in the course of digging uncovers she. So are we to assume she dug 30 feet? Oh, <laughs> da- like, well, no, the, the, the ground collapses. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. How so did like, this not happen when there were, when they were you actually know, digging at the site, when there were yeah, like they, huge machines involved, they're yeah. like, you know what? 
stop digging now. Right. I know. I got a good feeling about only digging this deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No surveyor. No nothing. No soil test. No, none of it. They, no. they were just like, we could probably build a whole mall on, on top of this land. <laughs> right. And it's a building foundation. So what's that? 15 feet, 20 feet. Oh yeah. At least. Yeah. So they, so, but my point is not that deep. No, no, no. They, <laughs> anyway, so they, so she digs, uh, she, she only digs like a foot and this cavern like opens up and Ace's body and, uh, Annie, they fall into this like cavern. How and, fall? How far would you say they fall? I mean, it looks like it's like fifteen or twenty feet at least. Y- yeah, right. It's a good. It's a good dip. It's good a dip. dip. Okay. Uh, Ace's body crashes on top of a casket, and then Annie looks around. There are a ton of caskets. Um, then she's like, "I got to get out of here." So she like runs through these tunnels, and she ends up at the Marsden House, the Marsden House, up at the oh, top oh. of the hill. Oh, Hubie Mostyn. Oh, uh, Hubie Mostyn. Oh, he killed his wife. He, <laughs> when, uh, this is, I mean, this is so strange. Uh, when she, like, comes up out of the tunnel, it, it, like, it's the basement of the house. So she comes up from the basement inside the house, and there are two people fucking on the couch. Yeah, who were they? No idea. Never see them again. Never comes up again. Never right? comes up again. Yeah. It was just two random people fucking on the couch. Like older people too, easily in their fifties. I thought it was pop, like for sure. a second, right? Yeah. It's... I I I mean, I just assumed it was people that lived there, but mm-hmm. I guess not, because it's just like it's this rundown place. So that it was just like some Here's fucking adventurous uh, horny folks. <laughs> Why not make it the priest who is from Mad Men? Why not the just pri- do that? At the least priest from Mad Men. Yes. Uh, that's another show that I have not watched, Dan. You've never watched Mad Men? No, man. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I I know. I have to get I I'm I'm Making my way through my anti-hero TV shows, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm entering my villain era. <laughs> <laughs> well, the yeah. guy who plays the priest, he's on Mad Men okay. as a guy who writes a oh. sci-fi. He's like, he works at the ad agency, but he's also like writing a sci-fi novel on the side that's like his passion project. He's like, I got a story published in The New Yorker. And everyone's very <laughs> excited for him. Great uh, show. Great show. Um, so, uh, so Ace is dead. And then, um, like a couple days later, people start seeing, they're looking for Ace. Like pop is looking for Ace. His brother, Chris can't Have find him anywhere. The bathtub. Huh? Right. Isn't that where he is? Isn't he in like the bathtub? Uh, is he in the bathtub? I thought I don't he was know. in the bathtub. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He comes back around though. Ace is like, we see him walking around and interacting with people and he's different. He's not as big of an asshole. So you're like, I don't know what's going on here, but this ain't the same guy. Yeah. I, and then I was like, Oh, are we pet? Are we pet cemetery now? Also, right. Are we pet cemetery? We're not, we're not so much pet cemetery. (laughs) We could have been, but we're just not. Um, so, uh, so, and then, okay. So, uh, that's ACE pop, uh, played by King alum. Tim Robbins, um, 
you know, it was great to see Tim Robbins, uh, you know, take a trip to Shawshank, the old stomping grounds mm. where it all started, baby. <laughs> when that when that happened, were you like, wow? That's exactly oh, what I did. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> I ended up praying. Crawled through a river of shit back into the prison. (laughs) Oh, you crawled through a river of shit there. Wow. So, uh, Pop is like, he runs this like general store, hardware store kind of place. Mm -hmm. Um, It also, like everybody in town knows him. He seems like a liked person. Mm -hmm. Like, like at first I thought he was going to be like one of these guys that has like, some sort of, uh, you know, like stranglehold on the town or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that's what the character actually is, right? He's like a he's like a sleazy guy. That, I mean, that's what I thought. But like everything that, like when they have, you know, he has cancer. It's terminal. He's he knows he's gonna die. He probably doesn't have very long. So he throws himself awake at this bar, mm-hmm. and. Like people show up to the thing. Like that's true. There's like a councilwoman there. <laughs> yeah, there's some people. Um, I guess it's just like, I, I and, and then and also know. the fact that like, you know, he uh, like adopted like all these kids. I don't know. It, it just seems like it just seems very odd. Uh, I you know I don't know if it, in the beginning it seems like you're not supposed to like this guy maybe, and then I don't know. Then he turns out to be. Uh, just a great guy, that that good old guy. Um, so, uh, pop, cancer, blah blah blah. Chris, the brother, and Nadia, the stepsister, they're fucking. They are fucking a bit. It's true. The the step siblings, they've been uh, they've been at it for a while. It seems like. Oh, those was it called? Those flowers are in the attic. <laughs> yeah, those flowers are for Algernon. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, it felt like I was getting dumber and dumber watching this thing. Um, so Ace, uh, the resurrected Ace, starts killing people, uh, sort of like one by one. And those people start coming back and returning and killing more people. So this so is like sometimes spreading. They come back. Some, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, remember him? Yeah, of course I do. Uh, I can never forget. Cap, you you evolved. Uh, I mean, you should know. You should, know. should. Let's play it. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Oh, boy. What are you? Oh, Captain, you disappoint me. You of all you shouldn't have to ask. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I, I, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. I had a long talk with Schilling. He told me you're just like your dad, just like him. Spit an image. And we all know that an apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. <laughs> so stupid. The fucking, the like off Broadway theater performance yeah. of that is just is crazy, dude. With the I, voice I, effects, I, I I I I think you know exactly what I'm talking. 
Can you go? Uh, hey, yeah, okay. So you're a demon. Can you go very naturalistic on this? Please? Oh, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So, um, so uh, right. Yeah, so Ace the, is raising an army of the undead. Yes, and we come to find out, like through a flashback to like 400 years earlier, the like first settlers of Jerusalem's lot uh, were these French settlers that um, I guess they were. Uh, they were starving, and then this uh, girl, Amity, um, she went out by the lake, and she was visited by an angel, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. I remember. Now, I I can I can put up with all of the shit that we've talked about so far, which is dumb, but this un. Forgivable, Unforgivable. truly, uh, the angriest I've ever. I ironic that he seems to like emit an angelic glow. Yeah, because this couldn't have been farther from my shining moment. <laughs> so the this angel. Shit. So she's she's out by the lake and she's visited visited by a man in a cloak. Now, yeah, <laughs> diehard fans of Castle Rock will remember the significance of the lake in season one. Sure. Uh, that's where um, the, what's his name? Uh, Henry Deaver. Henry Deaver. That's where he went missing. Angry Beaver. <laughs> and then, so this guy in the cloak, he pulls his hood down, and who is it but fucking Bill Skarsgård as Henry Deaver? Maybe. 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 Only We maybe. never find out. Never. It's none of our business. It's not so, for us to know. So, uh, Ace is raising this whole army of the undead. Um, he uh, Ace is possessed by uh, Augustine or Augustine 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 Augustine, who is Amity's uh, I don't know husband, boyfriend, whatever. Um, so his plan in the present day is to resurrect Amity in Annie Wilkes's body. Right, because Annie was the one who like started this whole thing by throwing Ace down the hole, so mm-hmm. he wants to bring her back. But then, uh, then he changes his mind and he thinks that maybe uh, Joy should be at the one that Amity uh, takes over because she can draw and maybe she has like more of a connection or something. Right? All of this, all sure. of these things are we're so all guessing, aren't we? We're, we're yeah. I mean, guessing. this is all guesswork. All of these things are like this whole uh, cult or whatever are they uh, they want to bring this angel back. Um, They have a big wooden statue and apparently a sound which hypnotizes people. Now, we talked about the sound in season one. And wasn't the whole deal with the sound that no one could hear it. Right. (laughs) Right. That like. Uh. Uh, Henry Deaver's father, who, the the priest guy, he could hear it, and like nobody else could hear it. Um, that there was that guy who made himself deaf with one of those Culkin kids, the one with the long hair, and they they could hear it, but like nobody else heard it, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is the same supposed to be the same sound. It seems like it is, like you know. Uh, but so they're they're planning to bring Amity back, and then in doing so, also bring this angel back. Uh, 
all of the people in town who are not undead uh, become hypnotized by the statue and the sound, except for like our main characters here: Annie Wilkes, Pops, fucking uh, Abdi, Nadia, Joy. But then Joy gets; she does get hypnotized later. But well, like, is it explained why they don't get hypnotized? Is it just because they're the main characters? That's right. It can't. It, it main characters are unaffected by the sound. Yeah. Oh, we don't know why. Like they. They never explain that. Um, and this, and the, the whole thing is to bring back this angel who is played by Bill Skarsgård, who they say can like travel between dimensions, right? Which we saw him do in the first season, but he was not an angel. He was, he was a he teacher. Was an angel. And, and then yes. he accidentally ended up in like this other dimension where he was, you know, thrown into a cage for 30 years or something. Mm-hmm. And then and the whole thing with him getting out of the cage was like we got to figure this out. I got to get back. Right. right. It's like we have very little time. Right. And then he goes and then the, at the end of season 1 he's back in the cage. And at the beginning of this season Ace goes down into that hole where the cage is and nobody's in there. We also never see Henry Deaver ever again. <laughs> No, nobody's right. Nobody's in there. The cage is locked from the outside. Right. And, and there's, there's like, only a pile yeah. of clothes where once a man stood. Oh, boy. Are uh, you fucking kidding me? This I mean, like, it seems like they were going to. They're like, oh, this is like the through line. And in season three, that's when we're going to fucking unveil, you know, uh, Bill Skarsgård's whole deal. Like his real. You know, yeah. You know, I heard in season whatever. three of Peanuts, uh, Lucy actually lets Charlie Brown kick the football. <laughs> you can only trick me so many times. Yeah, I, they, I mean, I, you know, Bill Skarsgård, just like if, if he was on set for a day, I would be surprised. Like it, it, it seems like have... he was there from like for like fifteen minutes. They were yeah. like, put this cloak on, uh, take the hood off, and then turn around and walk away. The end. <laughs> Here's your we check. Will make Go a, home. <laughs> we will make a wooden one of you for, right. for the other shots. Exactly. Uh, so it, the whole Angel, Bill Skarsgård thing is very unclear. The connection to season one makes no sense, and we never find out what what he is, what he's, what his purpose is, what he represents, none of it. Right. Great. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it goes like they, they right. Well, okay. So, like season one, something yeah. I, I think that's worth mentioning. We get two. Like, remember season one is the the sort of like self contained episode about Sissy Spacek yeah. and her. Season two has the Annie Wilkes origin story and the French Connection episode. <laughs> the French Connection. Like, we're now getting multiple episodes outside the continuity of the story. Right. Um, so, after Annie kills Ace, right, um, you know, there's like this whole thing about. Um, she needs her meds. So like she tries to break into the, the med- the medicine closet or whatever. Nadia, who is a doctor catches her. And Annie explains like, 
after like after some like prodding or whatever, she explains like, you know, I'm sick, like in the head. I need these medicine, you know, medications or whatever. And uh, she like comes clean about the whole thing, right? And also like, she's like, I can't get. Oh, I guess this was just like a lie to cover her ass or whatever. But she was uh-huh. like. Right when she was like, I can't get the prescriptions because I'd have then the nursing board wouldn't let me practice anymore or something. Right. Yeah. I guess that was just like a dumb lie. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, you know, she ends. She starts taking her meds. Then there's this whole thing like, oh, she stopped taking her meds, so she starts seeing people and you know hallucinations of her dead father, of her dead mother. Um, you know, just like things keep popping up. Right. But like after, after she kills Ace, after that whole thing with like her falling down the hole and coming out and all that shit. Right. Uh, there's like an extended period where like joy runs away. She goes to stay with the Somali siblings. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Annie is just like trying to get joy back, but it's not like, this is not like Annie Wilkes, like, uh, you know, serial killing Annie Wilkes. This is just like, um, at a certain point she becomes like our hero in quotations. That was, that was the weirdest. It's such a strange turn. Like, uh, you know, she gets kidnapped by the cult of, you know, undead French folk and, uh, her and joy. And then she's able to get away. Joy gets hypnotized and like goes off with these people. So like, and then when we see her later on, she's like, uh, whatever she's, she becomes part of this, like our, our group of heroes with pop and Abdi and Nadia and all of these people. Right. And like for like four episodes, she is like our hero. Yeah. And we are now doing the adventures of young Annie Wilkes. Like, yeah, 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 it's crazy. And then, right, fucking okay. So, uh, also, just like the the weird takeaway that she actually never needed the medication, right? <laughs> right. She's like, like, because it turns out she was right about everything, and yeah. she's, I don't know clearly doing the same shit, whether she's on the medication or not. Right. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't So, uh, the, uh, Abdi and Nadia, uh, well, wait, <laughs> so at a certain point, our like, uh, band of heroes here, they're like, hold up in pops, uh, like hardware store. Right. And, <laughs> uh, pop, uh, who is a, uh, He's a veteran of like the Gulf War and what, what he he served like several tours, and mm-hmm. then we come to find out we get a flashback of Somalia and Abdi and Nadia when they were kids, and they saw their mother uh, shot dead, right? Yeah, um, and <laughs> I mean it, it's all just it feels all so lazy, and they're like, and who shot her? Uh, it's obviously Pops. Pop, <laughs> Pop <laughs> shot her, and then also like. I don't know when you are trying to adopt. (laughs) Yeah. When you're a single man who runs a like junk, like a pawn shop. Yep. And you want to, you want to adopt two kids. Do they let you pick the two you want? Like, (laughs) do they let you request them by name? 
I feel like no. I feel like the Probably answer is like not. a hard no. <laughs> can you can you give me these two Somali kids? Somebody uh, that no, I, I'd rather flags. I'd rather not say why. Yeah, right. Trust well, me, though, well, it's with the best of intentions. You see, I shot their mother in Somalia, and I just want to do right by them. Oh my god! Yeah, so, that drove me nuts. Um, so the uh, amount of time it took, yeah. like. I don't know because Nadia finds that out, and like that was like episode eight, probably right. Like when do they? That do was awake? late. Yeah, that was definitely later. It in feels the season. really late, and then the only conversation they have about it, which I didn't even hate this, but uh-huh. like that, I don't know the whole the way that all plays out between her and Pop just felt like kind of stilted and weird, and like yeah. You know, right? Because like, right? Well, they have all this other shit going on with like this cult, that, yeah, that's after them, right? So when they're in the hardware store, and then there's like, so Pop is dying. He's literally coughing blood into a hanky, right? <laughs> so yeah, fucking yes. lazy and cliched. But he, uh, you know, he, they come up with a plan to like run across the train tracks, um, because there's a train that's coming that's like a mile long, and um. Uh, you know, nobody will be able to cross for like half an hour. So they're like, okay, we'll cross and then we'll be able to get away. And Pop is in like bad shape health wise. So he, he's like, I'm probably not going to make it. And he, he like wants to, uh, I, I, don't, what, how, what, I don't know what the right word is. He wants to, uh, uh, you know, be, like confess his sins, I guess. Yeah. Like, he sort wants of to like do right. Atone. Yeah. Yeah. Atone. He, he's, he wants, like he starts telling Nadia how proud he is and how, you know, every graduation that he, he went to was just like, um, you know, the highlight of his life and, you know, getting to see her, you know, grow into such like an amazing person and this doctor that helps people. And so, and she like cuts him off and she's like, no, after this, we're done. I'm not, you don't get to like, uh, you know, whatever, uh, I forget. Apologize or whatever. Yeah. I forget what she says too, but. Um, so they're there. That's where they are in their like relationship. Um, yeah. So, um, and then is, I guess we get like the, the true final beat of that is like, <laughs> right. So they've rigged the shop with pressure cooker bombs, which is so for a guy with a Boston crazy. accent to do is in kind of poor taste, frankly. <laughs> And it's he's like at at a certain point, he just says, like, hey, I got these bombs. Let's put them all in front of the doors and windows and daisy chain them together. And everybody's like, yep, got it. Yeah. Oh, like, good. What? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. No yeah. Problem. Wait. And watching like there are shots of him just like 15 of these from like, what well, the how fuck? about. Oh, well, I guess that was from the construction site. I was going to say where because he also is like, I got I got a vest full of C4 here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. No, it's um, it's good. But yeah, the shots of him like assembling a pressure cooker bomb where it is it's just so like the show is five shows. It's fi- <laughs> it's it like is five separate shows. The whole time I was watching it, like the the one word that kept popping in my head it was like mess. This show is yeah. a mess. Yeah. It's it is all as, over the fucking place. It is like that say what you will about Annie Wilkes's mental health. This yeah. show is the true schizophrenic. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Here. Yeah, um, when like 
there's a whole cult of undead people like uh, outside the hardware store, and they're like, and Ace is like, listen, just you know, just give up. Um, you know, we we just want. Uh, I, th- I don't even know what they wanted at that point, but they were just like, they wanted. You know, not joy, because they had joy. They have joy. Joy. They, <laughs> you know, oh, they were you know what about... it was? Sorry. They no. needed pop. Oh, because they of to what kill he pop. knew. Right. So when you oh go. Okay. So when <laughs> so you're killed dumb. and you're resurrected in the goo. Yeah. First of all, I don't know if we've been clear about the goo. There's goo in a casket. You go in the casket. The goo covers you up, makes you good as new. Goo yeah. is short for good is new. <laughs> and then you are the, you have the spirit of a dead Frenchman in you, but you're also, it's still your brain. So that's in there and you're kind of in there. And if you hit someone with an antipsychotic medication, you come back, but just briefly. So that's exactly right, Dan. <laughs> so are you dead? You are, you are you- dead. Well, but I, you're in there, but not really. But yeah. so the the Frenchman, no, he's he's stolen your memories. He has access to all your memories. He's in right. your mind palace. There's a f- Frenchman in your mind palace. Ring the alarm. <laughs> Sacre yeah. blue, a Frenchman. <laughs> I got a damn Frenchman in my mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't been myself lately. It feels like there's a fucking Frenchman running around my mind palace. Man, I have to start using mind palace. How about like um in, like, like an upworthy what about like an upworthy video that's like, wow, these podcasters describe what it's like to suffer from general anxiety disorder. So it's like there's a it's like there's a Frenchman from the sixteen hundreds just running around my mind palace. In my my mind palace. Yeah. Tears uh, in my eyes. Okay, so, so yeah. all this is to say they want to... <laughs> tears ke- in my eyes. Tears in my eyes. It's I, breaking I my got heart. These, I got these these French colonists, tears in their eyes, <laughs> coming up to me in my mind palace. <laughs> just, oh, wow, he's really losing it. Yeah, yeah. this clears oh, the runway. Yeah, this slipping. clears the runway for yeah. um, By the way, real quick, did you see yeah. that he started calling him Meatball Run? <laughs> And that's like, that's the difference between like, because it's very clear that there's like a staffer doing most of his like social media posting, right? It's clearly a a staffer coming up with like desanctimonious, right? That's weak. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you get him in person and he starts saying shit like meatball Ron. (laughs) You know, I didn't, I was on Twitter the other day and I follow, um, it's, it's some Sopranos like meme account. Where it's just like Christopher explaining whatever is happening in, mm. you know, in today's news. And it's like, uh, uh, they're calling him Meatball Ron T. I don't <laughs> it's just You didn't know what that was. You just Yeah, thought, I know. Oh, yeah, idea telling what people like meatballs. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was once called a Meatball Ron. <laughs> um, so, so, yes, yeah. they need to kill Pop they need to so kill that they can Pop. put him in the goo. <laughs> Yep. And then um, put a Frenchman in his mind palace. Perfect Frenchman <laughs> can enter his mind palace. Right. So Pop injects yep. himself with antipsychotic yep. medication. Yeah. And then 
he lets Ace kill him. Yes. So when he comes back, he's got just a pool of antipsychotic in him. Right. So he right. comes back as, as Pop. Himself. The Frenchman only, is just, you know, yeah. he's running around. Let me like, out of this cupboard. <laughs> Let me out of this cupboard. This mind cupboard. <laughs> oh, no. A mind cupboard? <laughs> I'm as shocked as anyone, you see. Okay. So yeah. Pop's like, I only got, he's like, I only got 10 minutes. You know, it's so like, dumb. It's so I, dumb. I can feel, I can feel it's the, the red wine coursing through my veins. I can taste brie. I don't have long. It's so dumb. Uh, it like the whole, uh, oh, I could feel him. And, and it's like, it's, you know, it's going to possess him and it's, and he's in his mind and he's like, ah, the, for, to put an actor through that to be like, these are your lines and you have to make them convincing. <laughs> so do your fucking job. <laughs> like, but they, you know, Tim Robbins does what he can. He, uh, uh, so he comes back as himself. He pretends to be the Frenchman, mm. but he, he is himself. Um, and then he, uh, he, through a series of events or whatever, the, uh, Abdi and Nadia end up down in the tunnels underneath the Marston house. Oh, right. Yeah. So pop is like, this is because, um, Annie accidentally reveals the tunnel system. And Pop is like, it's so convoluted. Pop it's is like, all over. You need to draw it from memory right now. Yeah. Map, draw me a map of the tunnels under the city. Right. So Annie's like, oh, cheese and biscuits. Okay. And she does. <laughs> she just does it perfectly. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh huh. So they're like, we have to rig this whole place to go up. We have to, we have to. Get, you know, is it called like Semtex or whatever? That yeah. explosive. It's like we, plastic explosive. Yeah, yeah. Abdi gets a bunch of it from the construction site <laughs> and they are now rigging the Marston house. The mine, the, the, mine, the construction the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of it. The the magic coffins with the magic goo. Mm-hmm. It's all going up. Right. And this, this is, is all... Like, this is this is like the climax of the season. So while they're doing this, um, they're preparing Joy in like a wedding dress, um, and they're planning on, I guess, sacrificing her and then putting her in the goo, so on and so on. Yeah. Um, but it's she's like getting this, the wife goo. She's yeah. Going to be it, it, Amity. <laughs> right. She's going to be Amity, but she's got like, uh, it, it's like this big sort of ceremony where all of these people are there. Right. So they're all outside for this thing. Um, and then, right. So Tim Robbins, uh, lets the kids like plant their explosives. Then he takes one and he brings it upstairs into the house with him and he handcuffs them to a thing and whatever. Uh, and they blow that up. Right. So they start blowing the stuff up underground first. Right. And then, uh, then uh, fuck, Joy grabs uh, like that huge knife yeah. and stabs Ace in the back with it. Yes, right. So Not the, killing him. 
No, the explosion seems to like break the spell, like wherever the sound was emanating from, it seems to right. stop. It opens up, uh, it opens something up and releases all those like cicadas or whatever the fuck oh, those bugs yeah, were. I forgot about and that. And everybody in the town is like, ew, bugs. Yeah. <laughs> and they start running they're away. Like, they're like, this isn't worth it. I was on yeah, board yeah. up to this point. <laughs> Yeah, I did not sign up for bugs. I I was yeah, on board it's with like a, uh, the death cult thing, but this not is, to uh yeah. This I was watching this show like what is this the Doughboys because I'm I'm dealing with a bug cult here. <laughs> it's deep lore. Yeah, it is deep lore. Uh, um, but yeah, so, no, like that. Yes, okay. okay. No, so Joy stabs Ace right, and and then the house blows up. Um. Presumably killing Ace. We we you know we it looks like he dies. Um, Annie sees Joy, and then they like she gets her out of there. Joy, uh, Joy, Joy. Uh, and then Ooh. and then from there we like this is like the last half hour of the last episode is like okay Annie driving away from onto Castle the Rock. next town onto the next truly town. Right. like. Like oh boy, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird town, huh? Well, well, you know what, Joy? I learned something this week. Like, truly, just like yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's yeah, it's very dumb. But sh- <sighs> so like the whole time she's like trying to talk to Joy, and Joy is being like very like standoffish. Um, Do to the events, like, she's the, Joy's the only one who seems to be aware of what just happened. Yeah, I mean, like she's. Yeah, she's upset by everything, rightfully so. Um, and they, Annie gets a job. It's like, oh, because here's the other a, thing. Yeah, uh, adding to Joy being so upset, we get a brief detour where Joy oh contacts. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about so, that. Yeah. Yes, so Joy, <laughs> so Annie has like a computer. Joy's not allowed to have the computer. Right. Joy steals the computer. Starts like looking at, you know, she finds a copy of the manuscript of the Ravening Angel. <laughs> yeah. And right. she reads it and like starts doing, you know, like, I don't know what. Cause like Annie's. Well, she, there's Googling. like a lock, a lock box with like paperwork that she doesn't want, Annie doesn't want Joy to find, which I assume is where she got Rita's name from. Well, cause the other thing was like Annie was Googling Rita yeah. K. Green. So, but also Joy maybe just saw it and then Googled her also. Whatever. Anyway, Joy finds Rita Greens. She finds out she's still alive. Yes. Calls her on the phone, not really knowing what the connection between them is. Right. She says, do you, do you know of this book, the ravening angel or whatever? Yes. And, you know, Rita is like shocked because she probably hasn't thought of that in a long time or whatever. Mm. And she, uh, Rita goes to castle rock. She like has somebody like she traces the phone call somehow and goes to castle rock, um, confronts Annie, like sees joy. Um, joy. Oh, by the way, joy is also briefly checked into like a shelter, like a state shelter. She for two days becomes a ward of the state. Yeah. That's, dumb but so uh uh (laughs) rita wants to wants to take joy because that's her daughter and 
you know, Annie just kidnapped her uh, and has just been holding on to her for whatever, 16 years or something. And Joy is like, well, that's, well, she's my mom. Like she like raised me and everything. Um, so they, they leave it on like this weird note. And then in the middle of the night, there's like, uh, I think Rita holds Annie at like gunpoint. She's yes. going to kill Annie because Annie has ruined her life. She like walks, right. Walks around into the woods. Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, Joy grabs, she, she jabs her with a needle full of, I Sedative. don't know, some sort of sedative, right? Yeah. Which, which they had. That's for when mom gets one of her crazy spells. That's yeah. yeah which that's what she puts in puts in Annie when she starts talking nonsense. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so Joyce sticks her with this sedative, um, and then she Rita drops her gun, which goes off when it falls and shoots herself. Rita in the stomach killing her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's I I uh, I what uh it doesn't seem like there was really a point to have Rita live after Annie stabbed her with the scissors. I don't know what she does narratively to push the story forward besides like Maybe throw a bit of a, a wrench in Joy and Annie's relationship for like you know a what second. I, I mean, I think what it is, because that's also like the found the first thing we see in the series yeah. is young Annie Welks right. carrying like one of those banker boxes and it uh-huh. says the ravening angel on the side. Right. And she takes the lid off to reveal baby Joy down by the riverside. Yes. They're covered in blood. So that is like, that is, we are basically told this is the most important thing that's going right. to happen. And right. all and I can think. It doesn't. <laughs> There's no. All I can think is like, they, fe- I don't, I honestly don't know because the I reason know. she ends up, spoiler, killing Joy. Yeah. <laughs> talk about uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Yes, yes. Yeah, the yeah. reason she ends up doing that has nothing at all to do with anything with any in, of in that story any of the, right? Any of Rita? It's like right. any of that stuff. So you're right. Rita didn't need to live. There's she no reason. There's no reason that she had to live after Annie stabbed her, uh, except she just, to satisfy maybe that most famous of king tropes. Oh well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my favorite trope. Um, so you're right. So Rita dies. Um, Annie and Joy leave Castle Rock. The, Annie gets a job as a live-in nurse for a guy who, uh, you know, he's like uh, catatonic, I guess. Uh, he's like an older guy. So, But they live in this really nice house on the lake. And so uh, Joy is very standoffish. She won't. Like, she doesn't want to do anything with Annie. She doesn't want to really talk with her. Annie walks in on her watching TV. What is she watching? Yeah, blue is the warmest color. Is that what that was? I've never seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So A French film with no subtitles. So there's also, like, (laughs) it's so fucking funny, too. Like, the way that... 
the knots they have to tie themselves in to like set up that bit of ang- ambiguity, right? Jesus Where it's like, Christ. well, the settlers have to be French and Joy has to have like a very like, you know, like a lesbian love interest that never comes to fruition. Right. Right. It's just like, it's so funny. It, it really seems like they start with, she'll be watching blue as the warmest color and work <laughs> backward from there. Right. They're like, well, if we make the settlers French, right. Then so they, yeah. right. So they add this layer of ambiguity to, so joy is watching this French film with no subtitles. And Annie is like, she doesn't want to like admit to herself that joy might be, uh, possessed by this amity person that's why she's not talking and doesn't want to be around and right you know all also, this shit, right also um ace french ace dyed mm. her hair black yes. to make her look more like amity and, when, and she wants to leave it that color right and he's like i'll help you with your hair she's like i kind of like it but that's because right. she's emo goth girly yeah, because she's a 15 year old girl yeah. or whatever and she, yeah she doesn't yeah. want to fucking hang out she doesn't with her wanna, mom all day she doesn't want to like cut all her hair off and dye it a different color like right. i don't know a thing that's like famously done to traumatize someone in a yeah, movie yeah. Right? right she doesn't want to do that after the week they've had are you kidding me <laughs> right um so uh annie ends up drugging joy with ice cream and pills and uh, joy is like, what'd you give me? And she's like, and Annie like flips out and she starts like cho- uh, choking joy. And then joy like gets the upper hand. She runs away. Uh, she runs outside and uh, you know, Annie goes charging after her, tackles her into the lake. And that's where Annie drowns her and he drowns joy and then she goes inside and she sees this letter that Joy wrote about saying, like, basically, uh, I'm sorry that I have to leave. I just don't feel uh, comfortable in this house with you anymore. Um, you know, uh, I want like a normal life. Um, I don't know how long I'll be gone for. I hope it's not forever. You know, basically, I'll come, I'll come find you when I'm ready. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, but it's like basically like I'm definitely not a you know, French, uh, colonist. <laughs> I'm a French ghost. Yeah. 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 I'm not a French ghost. And Annie realizes this. she runs outside and then she like, uh, she, uh, she does CPR on joy and joy come, you know, she comes back to life. And then the two of them, there's like a montage of them just doing fun shit together, eating ice cream and going for walks, reading, uh, Paul Sheldon books. And then they, they go to the, the Sheldon uh, book reading and they're sitting next to each other in the front row and they're so excited. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, it's a close up on Annie's face and then the camera pulls out and the, the seat next to her is empty. And this is just, you know, a figment of her imagination, maybe a schizophrenic thing. Maybe. Yeah. It's um, weird. But- Cause in misery, uh, Annie never mentions joy. No, that is weird. That's, That's weird. weird. That's weird. They must it's, have had to cut that for time. It's so ballsy to take a character like Annie Wilkes, who everybody knows from Misery, and Misery is like one of the best Stephen King adaptations. Right. right? I. You know what? I'm just going to say it's like the best Stephen King adaptation that wasn't directed by Stanley Kubrick. 
Right. Okay. Right. It's Great. like yes. it's like a top three. It's a top three for sure. Right. You got like The Shining. You got like Shawshank, and then probably Misery. Yeah. It's it's in there, and for them to just be like, okay, we're gonna have Annie Wilkes. It's gonna be the Annie Wilkes season. Like you could have picked any other person basically from the Stephen King lore to yeah. make a, a series about. And they were like, no, it's going to be Annie Wilkes. It's, it's going to have this weird, uh, untead cult thing. Uh, it, and then there's, we're going to tie it back to season one. And then it's going to end with her sitting in a, it, it's like going to end reading. rogue one style. <laughs> basically <laughs> like with the, the beginning yeah. of misery. And, yes. And it's just, it such sucks. Poor shit. I was so much angrier when I realized that it was like supposed to exist in the same timeline. Cause I was like, right. I'd made my peace with like, Oh, these are just like the adventures of Annie Wilkes, whatever. That's right. Fucking stupid. But at least you're not trying to convince me. It's like the same Annie Wilkes. Right. But that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So stupid. So, uh, and that's how the that's how the season and the series ends. And they're they're not making a season three. They it's better not. not. They better not. I, here's my promise: if they try to make season three, yeah, I'm gonna call in a bomb threat to the studio <laughs> where they're filming it. <laughs> that's the king we promise. <laughs> and you heard it here first, people. That's the king. Can I say guarantee. that? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're. Uh, Eh, probably not, but whatever. Okay. We're, it's, it, you know, you're joking. It's a parody. We're doing a parody it's thing. It's satire. It's satire. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, there's so much, uh, <laughs> like, story-wise, I feel like there's so much, like, so many things happening at once, but none yeah. of it actually matters. By the no. end of this show, nothing seems to matter. Um. I like. I don't think we find out what happens to Abdi and Nadia, right? Like, after Pop blows himself up and blows the house up, we no longer care, right? We no longer care about so these characters about Nadia, all the townspeople. We know they're fine. They just run away from the bugs and go home. Sure, like there is no actual like conclusion to this story. Like. They spend the first like two or three episodes focusing on Annie Wilkes. Then the whole like middle section is this like undead cult thing. And then they spend the last half hour focusing on Annie Wilkes again. And as if like, oh, this has always been the Annie Wilkes story, you know? It's so it's crazy, dude. Bullshit. Like, <laughs> it's non nonsense. What if what if what if it had been like a true prequel to misery where like Right. Right, because misery sets up. She's like a serial killer, right? A serial killing nurse. A serial so she, killing nurse. Right. So what if? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What if we got like, not Bill Hodges literally, but like, what if the, it's a cat and mouse? Do that Could've been. instead Could've of been. having the cat be the mother of the girl she has raised as her daughter. Who comes uh, back for 10 minutes to relapse into alcoholism and then accidentally shoot herself in the stomach like <laughs> fucking Plaxico Burris. My goodness. <laughs> but like, she shoots herself in the stomach approximately where Annie stabbed her 
however many years earlier. And also where daddy took a pike through the tummy. Right. right. Everyone Everybody. in Annie's life dies by abdomen wound. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, it's just, it sucks. It sucks so bad to, yeah. There, the fact that it just doesn't, even with all of this nonsense happening, I was like, okay, well, if they wrap this up in any sort of way, like, like the way that <laughs> everything was going, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the direction of the show, I'm like, the whole time I'm like, how are they going to fucking like actually wrap all of this up? And right. the answer is they don't. They, yeah, it's exactly they, like season one where it's just like right. the most disappointing shit. And you know what's weird is like part of me, there were like these glimmers of hope throughout, like in the Annie Wilkes, like the true origin story. Yeah. Like that episode. Uh-huh. The fact that her mom, Calamity Jane from Deadwood, <laughs> does like the drive the car into the lake thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. a little bit like, all right, well, they're calling back to the first season in that way. Right. Right. Yes. Cause that's how, that's how that starts. Yep. And I was like, all right, well maybe they're building towards something <laughs> or like maybe they're aware of oh, what's damn, going on. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, weirdly, as soon as I saw Bill Skarsgård, I was just like, they have no idea. They have no, they have no fucking idea. clue what they're yep. doing. Absolutely. As soon as I saw him, I was like, get the fuck out of here with this show. This show is so it drove fucking me, stupid. It drove me nuts because the implication of the first season, right? It's like everyone thinks he's like this harbinger of doom. They all think he's like a demon or whatever. Right. And then the implication is that the only reason the bad stuff is happening is because he's in the wrong dimension. And that's like upsetting the space-time continuum. Right. So why is he also... The de- I, the devil, right? Well, the, right. Pazuzu. So, <laughs> so like, so in the original season, in the first season, when uh, the warden is like, "Oh, I, I trapped the devil," and like Sheriff Pangborn <laughs> is talking about like, you know, uh, I, I don't know if that kid was the devil or not, and blah blah blah, on and on and on, right? Like that season ends with the kid just being captured again and put in the. And not in like some sort of supernatural way either, just like just a regular human way of being thrown back into the cage. Yeah. He and gets, now he he's some sort of like, you know, uh, dimension walking uh, demon of some sort. Do you Maybe? think it was like because the series ends like on Christmas with the yeah. alternate universe, Henry Deaver being like Merry Christmas, right? He's right. the one keeping him in the cell now. Yes. Do you think it means that do you think it's at that moment that he's like i vow to destroy christmas by becoming the devil uh, and killing god as long as i'm walking <laughs> nobody will destroy christmas oh all of my favorite characters are in this show oh we, we've oh, got man. the kid from castle rock we got charlie manx all my favorite King characters. Oh my God. Fucking ready player one me up, baby. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's it, right? Dan, I, I, I don't that's think got, there's Rob. This gotta be right. That's gotta be it. <laughs> all right. I all can, right. I can bear it no longer. 
<laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's do some fucking. Uh, let's let's talk about our uh, parts, our hurt uh, parts. Oh, that hurts my parts. Oh, oh Dan, how to how to choose? It's a <laughs> it's a smorgasbord of hurt parts. I know. What's the French version of smorgasbord? Buffet. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Great. Great. I. Uh, I am truly, I am so hard pressed to think of, of just one thing, one single thing. I know, but cause it really like, it's, it's all of the Annie Wilkes stuff. It's truly like start to finish. It's yeah, it's, it is all the Annie Wilkes stuff. I mean, it's just so, uh, even, even within the show, even if I was, even if I had not seen misery, right. And I was just watching this show. I would feel like this character is so weird and inconsistent within the confines of this show. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, it makes she's, no sense. Sometimes she's doing like Annie Wilkes speak. Right. And other times she's emotionally complex and like, <laughs> right, I'm sorry, right. you can't have both. The, you can't. That's what, that's kind of what drives me nuts is like, we know, for certain, Stephen King is right. on record as saying this. Yes. That Annie Wilkes is a metaphor for cocaine. <laughs> That's you, right. You just cannot ascribe emotional complexity to the physical embodiment of the drug cocaine. Of cocaine. You can't. You can't do it. My, sh- my, my parts, when did my parts hurt the most? Honestly, you know what? I'm going to throw a curveball and I'm going to say it's when Pop and Ace are doing their like witty repartee over the walkie talkies. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're like, this is the big final face off where they have the whole building tr- set up to explode from pressure cooker bombs. Um, <laughs> and, Pop says, um, he's like, well, I know you're not Ace, so what should I even call you now? And Ace says, Augustin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's very dumb. Uh, Jesus Christ. My, I mean, that ending, the ending yeah. of, her, of Annie sitting in the, the book store waiting for Paul Sheldon to show up is so dumb. It's so bad. It's such a, a hard, it, like it, it, we've suffered if, so much. We've right. suffered so many indignities. Um, there was also that part when uh, there was a guy tied to the bed in, uh, in the hardware store when they're all like, uh, Oh yeah. When they're in there. And she stabs him in the eyes with two uh, needles. Yeah. Um, I thought for sure she was going to hobble him. Come on. How do you not? Right. How do you not hobble? Come and on. That's the thing. Like she got tied to the bed and that was like a little ironic nod. Uh huh. But shoehorned in, in the most like improbable way where it's like, well, my daughter and I of course have a plan that when I go fucking loco, she has to tie me to the bed <laughs> till I calm down. When, when I go fudging loco, <laughs> 
Yeah, I, that last scene. When I go fudging so locomotive, cuckoo like a choo choo. I, <laughs> um, yeah. All right, shining moments. Sure. Let's sure. See. Yeah. Daddy! Uh, Wait, hold on. What hurt my parts might uh, actually okay. I'm I'm gonna yeah. use my shining moment as a as an two hurt parts and no yeah, sure to engine. hurt my parts a second time. Because it's yeah. a literal shining moment. Uh-huh. It's the moment when the angel with the glowing face reveals himself to be Bill Skarsgård. That is just <laughs> it was dumb. such a it was just such like a fuck you moment. Yeah. Brutal. Okay, my actual shining moment probably mm-hmm. is just Annie walking up to the car at night because it was spooky. It's the only okay. spooky thing that happens in this whole goddamn show. Yeah, I wouldn't say any of it is spooky. Uh, my, I think my favorite part is when Annie kills that guy with an ice cream scooper. Yeah, um, that was good. That uh, guy like, Ace. That guy Ace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought, like, I thought that was crazy. That was like, oh, crazy way to kill somebody. And oh, I was like, oh, is that the kind of show that we're in right. for? Like, yeah, is she just gonna find like weird, interesting ways to? Start offing people here? No, I that's not I would have welcomed that. I would have been so, so grateful. Right. Uh, that that was my shining moment. Um, damn, we got to talk about all the tropes here. I mean, it's a whole town of tropes. Yeah, I'm afraid so. We got it. We got king tropes, baby. We got king tropes. King tropes. If you said it before, you just say so. We'll add it to our running list of king tropes. Whether all the children always evil. What's so many one letter for people? He wanted to. Why are all the children always evil? He wanted to. What's so many one letter for people? He wanted to. Was there always gonna be a greaser? He wanted to. You just need to trust this guy's go to bloodline device. I drive a great distance just to die. Just to die. King tropes. King tropes. Where do you want to start here? <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. I there was a like an old store owner with a crazy arsenal of uh, <laughs> weapons and bombs. Uh huh. Yes. I'm thinking of uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. That guy had a, mm. a wild fucking bomb shelter thing going on. That's a good one. That's real good. <laughs> of course, we get someone driving a great distance just to die. Of course, of course. Um, what else? What else? You said this um, was a whole town full of tropes. Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, the. I mean, you have the Marsden house there. Is that coming, a trope? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, coming back sometimes. <laughs> sometimes coming back. Sometimes coming back. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um I think we get a little bit of like the although not really. Well, no. I was going to say like the found family of survivors. Oh. You get that for half a second until pop he goes blow me up Co- before I'm French. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Quick before I'm French. <laughs> a fate worse than death. Yeah, yeah, before a Frenchman takes over my mind palace. Blow me up. <laughs> I've rigged my mind palace with C4 explosives. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. Maybe maybe this is in a town full of tropes. Um, maybe it's just a dumb town. Um, Bugs is that a trope? <laughs> All right, a, a swarm of uh, bugs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Bugs in the mouth. Green Mile. Green Mile. Yeah, that's a trope. Uh, that's a trope. That's baby. a trope. All right. Bugs in the mouth. That's a trope. <gasps> Irish funeral. Well, uh, hold on. Irish folk band playing in a pub. What is Mr. That Mercedes from? season three? Ha, Mr. Mercedes. Mr. Mercedes. I mean, they should have got Bill Hodges like just in the background or something. Crooning. Yeah. Remember when he crooned? Remember? Uh, I mean, <laughs> did you uh, did you catch when they were playing uh, Danny Boy? In the, in the show, it wasn't not the Irish band, just like over like footage of the empty town. They were just like, Oh, Danny boy, Danny boy, the pipes. What? No, <laughs> I I missed that completely. It was it, it was jarring. <laughs> it I love was... when the music's royalty free, don't you? <laughs> don't you love? I think it was a Johnny Cash version. Oh my so. god, that's right. Okay, I do remember this now. Yeah, yeah. The pipes. Uh, That's not Johnny. <laughs> Somebody, like, uh, hello, uh, hello, Rob. It's me, Johnny Cash. Hi, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> it's me, the man in black. Watch out. Fred Snyder yeah. as Johnny Cash. <laughs> I fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> My name is Sue. How do you do? <laughs> oh boy. That's Johnny K- Fred Snyder, Johnny Cash. So Oh man, who is this show for? Um <laughs> I it's less clear to me every time we record. Um <coughs> let's I, I have an idea, Rob. Oh, should we move on to the next uh, Whoa, thing? do you have Pop Merrill disease? Cancer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cancer. It's, it's just cancer. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's time we moved on to our next segment, because I think we're both going to have a lot to say on the matter. Oh. Oh, do I? <laughs> well, if you haven't heard us say ghost and slime 50 times already... By the way, this segment's called Where Was Slimer, where we talk about whether or not Slimer from Ghostbusters was in the movie we watched this week. He, he was he was down in those fucking catacombs, man. I that whole Lazarus, uh, Lazarus uh, fucking thing is, uh, it's all slime. It's all I, Slimer, it's Slime baby. all the way down. Rob, I've heard of Slimer. I've heard of Slimer's wife, the girl Slimer. Yeah. I know there could be so many French Slimers. Oh, no. Slimeil. <laughs> oh, Slimeil. Slimeil. Le hot dog. L'autobus. On your head. How do you say why, why oh, do we have time? Do we have time for me to look up how you say onion head in, in French? Of course we have All time right, for translate, that. Translate. We it. we've wasted two hours here talking about this show. What's another like 30 seconds? Um Tête d'Oignon. Tête d'Oignon. Tête d'Oignon. 
Uh, on where was Onion Head? Où est la tête d'Onion? This has been. Où est la tête d'Onion? And that was right. where was Slimer? <laughs> uh, all right, Dan. This brings us to our pen ultimate. Oh yeah. They this just is- cheated us. This isn't fair. <laughs> hey, that's the real one. That's the real one, baby. This is IMDb yeah. where we compare. Annie Wilkes is a real one, if you ask me. She, you know, I don't agree with everything she did, but. <laughs> I like that she had a pet pig. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is IMDb, where we compare our opinion of the movie against the weighted average user score on IMDb.com. Rob? Astonishing. The number of people? Well, yeah, the number of people and the ratings. Astonishing. Oh, the ra- the like per episode ratings are psychotic, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I did my thing where I add them all up and I crunch the numbers. I get the true weighted, you know... Um, Right. Thank you. You could say. Oh, it, oh thank, thank one you, might, Dan, for doing One it. might thank me at this point. <laughs> um, the official and? podcast of thanking me. So, <laughs> 12,350 <laughs> souls, French souls. Oh, no. Logged on to imdb.fr, which is the French domain for imdb.com. Right. And awarded this a weighted average user score of eight stars, eight point zero out of ten That's stars. Nuts! That it's is bug nuts. nuts, cuckoo crazy. Now, I will say yeah. this was not a popular show, right? Each episode, right. That's twelve thousand French souls across ten episodes. I will, I will tell you the average number of. Um, like of souls of of souls per episode. We're looking at like, yeah, it's, it's probably like twelve hundred or something. Well, right? actually, the number twelve thousand three hundred fifty is evenly divisible by ten, so it's twelve hundred thirty-five, <laughs> one thousand two hundred thirty-five per episode. And yeah, so you gotta imagine the only people bothering to rate this are absolute freaks being like mm-hmm. i loved seeing the characters <laughs> i loved when they said pop's name and when they said ace's name it reminded me of the other thing i saw uh-huh, uh-huh. this show's perfect uh, for me dan what would you rate this show 10 years at? ago i was involved in a horrible accident my brain doesn't work <laughs> oh no <laughs> i you see i got an injury to my mind palace <laughs> <laughs> There's a leak in the room. of my mind, fellas. It's drafty. It's really drafty. <laughs> wow. Uh, I like that we've um, we found a way to embody the average IMDb user. Yeah, he's got a leaky mind, palace. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't give this an eight. I wouldn't give. Oh, also, uh, do you want to guess what the highest rated episode is? I already saw it was a uh, nine. Yes, and do you know? Yeah. Do you remember which episode? Uh, no, I don't. It's the which it's one? the Annie Wilkes origin story flashback episode. Ah, uh, which okay. 
might be the best episode, if only because there's only one stupid thing happening. It's just like <laughs> the fewest number of stupid things happening. Right. Uh, so what Dan, would I what, rate this, Rob? Yeah, what would you rate this? Three. Like, tops. Yeah, it, it's terrible, tops. man. It's. I was going to go 2.5. Uh, it's, it's so bad. This show sucks. Nobody should watch it. It's a real bummer. It's a bummer of, like, the cast is, like, uh, they're good. Like, I like uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Tim Robbins and, and I, uh, yeah, it's. I'll tell you what, we didn't mention this, but the per- the person, the, mm-hmm. the girl who plays Joy is Elsie Fisher, who was in that movie Eighth Grade. She's, like, yeah. the lead of that. I haven't seen it, but people love that yeah. movie, and I've heard it's, like, a good performance, too. So it's, like. Sure. Yeah. As you're saying, these are all like competent actors, it would seem. You have the, we didn't mention that Abdi is the look at me, I'm the captain now guy. Of course, we love him. I am the captain now. Look at him. Look at him. I am Castle Rock now. Oh boy. Look at me. I am the Frenchman now. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bad show. You gave it a three. I gave it a 2.5. It sucks. Uh, I, I could not recommend it watching this to anyone. No, I would, uh, I would say watch the mist series before you watch this. Cause at least that's right? psychotic. Yes. Oh, oh um, also, do you remember when the warden's wife gets killed for no reason? Yeah. On this? Yeah. 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 Sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say that exact thing. You're uh, kidding. She's another King oh, alum. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, because of the mist or whatever. She, yeah, uh, the old woman from the mist who starts a cult and then whatever. Uh, they kill her. And I think they kill her to try and see what she has in her mind palace. But yeah. it's not enough. They have to go after Tim Robbins. Would you uh, describe this as like brain dead midnight mass? Yes. It's the whole. The whole time I was watching, I'm like, this is a much worse, dumber version of Midnight Mass. Midnight Ass. Where, yeah, exactly. Mm. Hey. Or we could go do... for some Midnight Ass right now. You know? <laughs> no, all right. Let's wrap this thing up, right? If I leave now, I could. S- <laughs> I'll still have time to get some Midnight Ass. Uh, yeah, like the whole. Like, they're. Uh, it's like this weird cult that the whole town is slowly becoming part of. They're Although worshiping in, this angel yeah, figure. That was yeah. the thing that did that's it for demon. me. Is like they yeah. keep talking about the angel that's actually a demon. And right. you got to eat a bug to, to consecrate your commitment, which is like mm-hmm. drinking the blood. Uh, the difference is, it, yeah, it's not really gradual in this. Like a few people get turned, but then everyone just gets like the EDM like oh, bass yeah, yeah. pulse. And they're like, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Fucking. Oh, yes. Yeah, everybody's just rolling. <laughs> they um, basically turn. Uh, yeah, remember when. <laughs> remember the part where Tim Robbins, he walks out and he sees everyone staring at the angel. He goes, <laughs> they turn they turn Salem's lot into freaking Camp Bisco. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that was, that was a weird EDC out here. <laughs> um, all right, does that bring us to our last segment? I think so. Let's let's do our last segment. All right. 
This is show's over. Show's over. That's it. That's it, guys. That's the show, baby. Um, Thanks for listening. If you, we probably should have mentioned this way sooner. It's, you know, the odds that people have have stuck with it. Stuck with the whole thing. Very low. But if you are still listening, you're actually probably the perfect person to head over to (laughs) patreon.com slash kingmepod. Sign up for our bonus um, program. Bonus shows. Bonus bonus program. Guys, we're doing all kinds of shit over there. It's true. And I'll tell you what. New folks keep showing up, and I couldn't be more delighted. I know it's so exciting. We're we're doing uh we're gonna be doing a bit of a can can I spoil it a little bit of a cooking thing? We're gonna be doing we're gonna be uh, making recipes out of the Castle Rock cookbook. Ooh yes, okay, yes we're gonna be doing that. Um, we have also done more normal stuff. <laughs> we have we have. <laughs> We talk about the short, uh, short stories. We were re- we have a book club going on over at the Patreon too. Long stories as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long story, extra long. It, yeah, we're we're doing Salem's Lot right now, which is like, hey, we, we're very we proud just, of ourselves. Yeah, we re- we're reading a book here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Good for um, us. Um, yes. So you get that. You also get um, full access to. Yeah, the Tuesday show, which you know is the you know the King Me Babies. Mm-hmm. You get all the good stuff, man. And yeah, probably more. Go stuff check it out, me. guys. Who knows? L- link is in the show notes. Uh, you could email us at kingmepod at gmail Hit us up on all the socials: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. What? Go to TikTok. Uh, I think it, the handles King Me Pod also, right? Yeah. And you go over uh, there. Um, I'm learning how to uh, do the floss dance for this. <laughs> if you want to see me flossing to an audiobook of um, Shawshank Redemption, Hearts in Atlantis, you see me doing that. It's you flossing for 18 hours yeah. while <laughs> of an audiobook. Um, yeah. Uh, All the comments are like, whoever's making him do this, please let him stop. <laughs> God. He seems sick. He's not well. <laughs> um, Wouldn't that right. be funny if I did that and then I got like really tight abs, but the rest of me was still flabby? <laughs> You're just, just really strong in yeah. one part of your body. Please let him stop and get fat again. All over. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. Till next time, I am Danny. I am Rob Avon. Gagliardi. Mm, didn't like that. Steven <laughs> Steven King. Yeah. <laughs>